This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abbey Okata. Latest figures of confirmed COVID-19 cases in Nigeria, 5,162 up by 193 new cases from the 4,971 reported the day earlier. A total of 1,189 persons have been discharged with 167 deaths. Lagos has 58 new cases, followed by Kano 48, Jigawa 35, Yobe 12, Federal Capital Territory Abuja 9 and Ogun State 7. The National Assembly appears to have resolved that the breakdown of inter-border closure was unacceptable and closures must be enforced. There's complicity in the breach of the border closures. Reports from the Southeast say Dangote trucks have been involved in breaching the interstate border closure. A video on social media shows a 50-foot Dangode truck loaded to the brim with people believed to be houses from the north of the country. The driver told security and vigilante officials who intercepted him he was conveying salt. The tarpaulin cover on the long truck was removed, and instead of salt, human cargo. In the Georgiou area of Ota Ogun State, officials of the State Traffic Regulatory Agency, Trace, intercepted a truck loaded with about 30 almajeries. The truck was loaded to the brim with pepe, but human cargo tucked in between the sacks of pepe. Abia El Runemi is on this morning with the day's Ramadan talk. Bola Wola Makinde also joins us with a look back at events around the globe yesterday. Welcome to the Reset Bought In on Kauri 97.5 FM Radio Abelkuta. I am Willie Thomas and the Reset Bought In is our daily focus on COVID-19, its consequences and collateral benefits for social behavior, advocacy, conservation and good governance. And there's an exciting dimension to the reset board in starting next week on Kauri 97.5 FM Abelkuta. It's called Atunto. Iso nu eku amumarani Atunto Afetunto mbati won obawato Abe won ki won to won ko jaleni ani atun kawato funrawa This is the reset board in and we're pleased to announce that the Yoruba version of this program goes on air on Kauri 97. FM radio from next week. The duo of Aminat Kelani and Mary Adelakun will anchor the one-hour show. Members of the public are invited to articulate their challenges, challenges that they want to be addressed. But it does not just stop there. Each guest on radio also prefers how she or he wants the challenges solved. So this is not about someone preferring solutions. Social problems, stunting growth and development, seen from the perspective of the people. Wearing the shoe and knowing where the shoe pinches. The people prefer the solution to their problems. Aminat Kilani with a graphic chant of Atunto, the reset portion. 
O ya o kini shoro wa e to re fun wa lati so e wa son te fe to be se fe ki won to o ki won gbo awon to kan lati to mo le mo bi won o se satun to re asiko re fun yi lati so gbogbo nkan to ba ku die ka to ko ba le ye won ba se fe ki won to o si gangan won si le binu ti won ba si binu si sonu eku amumara ni tori o toro amada bi so kun so ni Spotini la won lo yi bon kweru e yi Ani botini yen se afetun te la shen kwenere Participation in the program Participation in the program is open to everybody Send an SMS with your name, your business or calling or vocation To the following number 0906 and details of how you can be a part of the reset button will be sent to you. This is advocacy taken to the finality. They cannot solve the problems. Well, you tell them how you want those problems solved. Atunto, the reset button, Kotsi COVID-19. My friend, longest time. Uh, keep your distance. Are we currently? Haven't you heard that coronavirus has entered Nigeria and people are contracting the virus every day? But I use hand sanitizer to clean my hand. I can't contract it. That's a good step, but it's not enough. No handshakes, no hugging. Practice physical distancing by simply increasing the space between you and other people to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Truth is, stay at home. I'm only out because I came to buy food items for emergency. You have to take responsibility to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Avoid areas where there are lots of people. Ensure to keep a physical distance of at least two meters from other people. Wash your hands with soap and running water regularly and do not touch your face, eyes and mouth if you have not washed your hands. Take responsibility for you and the rest of us. This message is from the Federal Ministry of Health, the Nigeria Center for Disease Control and its partners. Hi there, I'm Lucy Van Olden Barneveld from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. If you're tuned to Cowrie 97.5 FM, then it's time to get serious. COVID-19 or coronavirus is real. So stay away from crowded areas. Keep to hygiene rules and, more importantly, listen to and abide by what government tells you to do. If you go to the market, keep two meters away from everyone and wash your hands once they make contact. Any contact at all, you need to wash your hands. Remember, coronavirus is defiant. It attacks all, big or small. Thanks. I'm glad you've heard my message. I'm Lucy, and I work and live in Canada. We begin in the southeast, where truckloads of Almagiris and youths from the north continue to be intercepted. The latest a video on social media shows security officials intercepting a Dangote truck fully loaded with people said to be youths from the north. They go send a to my carry. The driver of the truck said he was conveying salt. And we approached them, the driver said that they were carrying salt. The truck was turned back, and the questions now, how did the trucks break through numerous checkpoints in all the states of the north to arrive at the border in the southeast? 
A bloggist attempted to answer the questions in commentaries ran over the video clip showing the interception. The exact location where the truck was intercepted wasn't disclosed, but the pictures tell the story, and you can hear the story. I have a, a video clip here, and this is several truckload of this house uh, guys intercepted on their way to the southeast again. This one is another wave. So these guys are beginning to constitute security threat to the entire uh, region. So the question people keep asking, how were they able to bridge and go through the various interstate checkpoints? That's a problem. You know, Sammy, to get to the southeast and the south-south, that's the question people are raising. Despite the fact that the president have issued a national, you know, interstate travel ban. There's an interstate travel ban for persons. Only goods are allowed to go through. So, but how were they able to break through these security checkpoints to reach the southeast? So, there is a conspiracy theory and there is... This is a question people are asking and begging to be answered. But up to now, uh, there have been no answer. But instead of that, what we are seeing, uh, Junaid Mohammed, you understand me? Everybody, you guys should know him. He is the Arewa Youth Consultative Forum President General. He said that those security operatives at the state border sending by those amajuri reloading them on the truck and sending them back should be arrested so people are beginning to look at this and you know everybody now is g3 and people are become, becoming proactive as to why would this guy be coming there is no economic activity in the entire southern region no economic activity in in the entire south Questions begging for answers. The story came courtesy Parrot News, an online news distribution agency. And now we join Abir El Wunemi in Cairo, Egypt, with today's Ramadan talk. Subject is sincerity and intention. Good morning. Today's Ramadan talk is about sincerity and intention. Sincerity has been interpreted as being upright, sincere, truthful, pure, distant from show and ostentation in one's intention and conduct, and being closed to the things that cloud or foul one's heart. Purity of intention, straightforwardness in thoughts, not pursuing any worldly purposes in relations with Allah, and loyalty and servitude to him are also included in the meaning of sincerity. The Muslim believes in the great importance of intention and its importance for the remainder of his deeds, both of this world and the hereafter. This is because all deeds are based on intention. Depending on the intention, the deed is either valid or void. This belief in the necessity of having an intention for every deed and the obligation to make the intention proper is based on Allah's words, which mean, and they were not commanded except to worship Allah, being sincere to Him in religion, inclining to truth, and to establish prayer, and to give zakah, pure due, and that is the correct religion. 
The one who has a sincere intention is rewarded for a good deed, and the one who has an evil intention will bear its burden, just like the one who did a sinful deed. All of that is due to intention alone. Sincere intention is what makes the non-combatant equal in reward to the combatant. A Muslim should base all of his deeds upon a sincere intention. He also strives his best not to perform any deed without an intention or with an impure intention. The intention is the soul of the deed and what determines its value. The deed is sound if the intention is sound and the deed is wicked if the intention is wicked. The one who performs deeds without good intention is doing so out of this disdainful show and pretense. Furthermore, a Muslim believes that intention is an essential component for the acceptance of deeds and a condition for the validity of the deed. He also knows that the intention is not simply a statement of the tongue, nor is it simply a thought in the mind. Instead, it is the driving force in the heart towards performing a deed that is in accordance with a sound goal of bringing benefit or repelling harm at present or in the future. The will also directs a person to perform a deed for the sake of Allah and to fulfill his commands. A Muslim, therefore, also believes that a permissible act may become an act of obedience worthy of reward and recompense. At the same time, an act of worship, if it is done for the sake of other than Allah, void of a sincere intention, then it becomes an act of disobedience worthy of punishment and burden. A Muslim also does not believe that an act of disobedience can be changed into an act of obedience simply due to a good intention. For example, the one who backbites a person just to make another person feel better has disobeyed Allah and has committed a sin. His good intention will not benefit him at all in consideration with Allah. Similarly, the one who builds a mosque with money from prohibited sources will not be rewarded. Similarly, anyone who builds a dome over the grave of a sincere person, slaughters an animal on his behalf or makes an oath on his behalf, all in the same of having love for sincere people, is disobeying Allah and earning a sin for what he has done. These previously mentioned deeds are sins even if it, it was done with a virtuous intention. As for a forbidden act, it never becomes an act of obedience under any circumstances. Find, finally, sincerity in intention is a matter between man and his creator. Nobody else can know the real intentions of people except Allah. A man who attains sincerity in intention does not consider whether others will praise, accuse, or exalt, or abase him, be aware of his deeds or not, or whether he will even gain reward or not in return for his deeds. Abia El-Wunemi, she's back tomorrow. Next, Bola Makinde with a wrap-up of yesterday's major events across the world. Thursday, 14th May 2020, 
And from our London United Kingdom studios, this is Kari 97.5 FM Newsbeat. I am Bolawola Makinde. A local prosecutor in the east of Burkina Faso has said an inquiry has been opened after 12 people detained on suspicion of terrorism were found dead in their police cells. The deaths were reported to be among 25 suspects from the ethnic Fula community who were being held in the town of Fada Ngoma. Burkina Faso security forces as well as vigilante groups have been accused of killing the Fula civilians in revenge after jihadist violence. Investigations have commenced to ascertain the cause of the deaths. The United Nations has warned that the economic downturn due to the coronavirus pandemic could wipe out the gains of the last four years at a cost of $8.5 trillion in economic activity. Its assessment of global prospects says that more than 30 million people, mainly in Africa, are likely to fall into extreme poverty this year. The UN projects the rich economies to shrink more at 5%, but for the developing world, the more moderate decline predicted means a marked increase in poverty. It also says governments in developing countries are spending an ever-increasing share of their revenue on debt interest. Separately, however, a group of leading politicians, including former United States presidential candidate Bernie Sanders, has called for the cancellation of some of the debts owed by the poorest countries. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization, WHO, has warned that the coronavirus pandemic may never go away. Almost 300,000 people worldwide are reported to have died with coronavirus and more than 4.3 million cases recorded. Speaking at a briefing on Wednesday, World Health Organization Emergencies Director Dr. Mike Ryan warned against trying to predict when the virus would disappear. Ryan noted that even if a vaccine is found, controlling the virus will require a massive effort. Tunisia has reduced its night curfew hours for a second time as the country recorded no new case of coronavirus for three days. Health officials also disclose that half of those who have been recorded as having the infection have recovered and only a few people remain in hospital. Consequently, a 12-hour curfew that was introduced a little under a month ago to help combat the coronavirus was reduced to only six hours from Wednesday night. But some restrictions will remain. Large public events are banned. A permit is required for travel between regions and shopping malls and bars and restaurants remain closed. South Africa's President Cyril Ramaphosa has said the lockdown imposed due to coronavirus will be eased in the coming days with more businesses and shops allowed to operate and fewer restrictions on exercise. In a live broadcast on Wednesday, Ramaphosa admitted his government had made mistakes but said the country was in uncharted territory. He said had it not been for the almost eight-week lockdown, at least 80,000 people could have contracted the virus. However, urging caution, Ramaphosa said if the restrictions were lifted too abruptly, there would be a risk of a rapid and unmanageable surge in infections. 
Six members of Cameroon's opposition party, the Cameroon Resistance Movement, have been arrested for distributing face masks and hand sanitizers in the capital, Yaoundé. The six men were picked up at the Mokolo Market, one of the largest in the country. Two senior officials of the party, Christian Penda Ekoka and Elaine Fog Tendom, have also been summoned to present themselves to police in the capital. It would be recalled that the party had launched a fundraising initiative in early April to raise money for the fight against coronavirus, but it was banned by the authorities. The party's spokesman, Bibo Nisak, has however described the arrest as a charade designed to stop the party from helping Cameroonians battle the pandemic. Opposition activists also said the arrests were politically motivated. But police dismissed this, saying those arrested on Tuesday were involved in an illegal campaign. United States officials have alleged China-linked hackers are targeting organizations researching the COVID-19 pandemic. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, said it had seen hacking attempts on U.S. groups researching vaccines, treatments, and testing. This allegation followed United States' long accusations of the Chinese government of cyber espionage, which is something Beijing denies. Consequently, the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, a division of the Homeland Security Department, issued a rare joint warning on Wednesday. In what was billed as a public service announcement, PSA, the FBI, and the CSIA called on healthcare, pharmaceutical, and research sectors working on COVID-19 response to be aware that they are prime targets of hackers. United States Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has urged Israeli leaders to consider all factors involved in a proposed de facto annexation of the occupied West Bank so that it squares with Washington's plan for the region. This came after Pompeo's one-day trip to Israel on Wednesday on a visit that included meetings with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his coalition partner Benny Gantz, but he did not meet with Palestinian leaders. Pompeo told reporters later that they discussed annexation and many other issues related to it, how to deal with all factors involved, and how to make sure the move is done properly to bring about an outcome in accordance with the vision of peace. Meanwhile, according to several United Nations Security Council resolutions, Israeli settlements are illegal under international law as they violate the Fourth Geneva Convention, which prohibits an occupying power from transferring its population to the area it occupies. But the Trump administration has repeatedly sided with Israel and against stances taken by the Palestinians and Arab states, including recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital and moving the U.S. Embassy there. And finally... The United States Navy has said it had sailed a guided missile destroyer through the sensitive Taiwan Strait a week before Tsai Ing-wen's inauguration for a second term as president. The U.S. Pacific Fleet, in a statement on its Facebook page, said the USS McCampbell had traveled through the narrow strait that separates Taiwan from mainland China on Wednesday, showing pictures of the ship underway. 
China, which considers Taiwan its territory, has been angered by the Trump administration's strong support for the island and accusations over its handling of the coronavirus pandemic. Taiwan's defense ministry subsequently said the ship had sailed south on what it termed an ordinary mission, adding that it was continuing in that direction. And that has been Kauri 97.5 FM Newsbeat, Thursday, 14th May 2020. I am Bolawala Makinde. <laughs> Hospital. Woo! 
That has been the reset button for today. Remember the rules. Stay safe. Physical distancing. Hand washing. Learn not to touch your face. Wear face mask. Add vitamin D to your daily intake. Body and home hygiene. And you're safe from COVID-19. I am Willie Thomas. And that has been the reset button. Have a lovely and pleasant day. This is Cowrie 97.5 FM, Abiyokata.